Welcome to another podcast of Nerd Nook. I'm your host, Doc Cinema. And I am the analyst. Welcome back. We are going to be previewing Moon Knight, uh, the series that is available on Disney+. Plus. So, a little background on the series, or um, summary, if you will. It's basically the... Uh, I would not say linear, but how, like, who is, finding out who is Mark Spector, who is this, this man, who is this main character, kind of figuring out that is basically the story, and, uh, seeing who Moon Knight really is, one person, many people, etc. Yeah, this was definitely more centered on the, uh, the drama aspect of the central character, um, I'd, I'd say... They, they definitely threw in the plot in the background as, like, the main uh, storyline, but it was heavily centered around his personality and, and discovering who he was and mm-hmm. what he's dealing with. Definitely. Yes. And I, I, I will say, from watching this show personally, this was a crazy one. It was really hard to follow. I actually had to rewatch a couple episodes. Um, I kind of agree, but uh, the reasons why I agree is kind of uh, varied. So we're just going to kick off our ratings, and you'll see why uh, the analyst and I may have little different views on this one. So, first category, characters, quality. So, um, I gave it a t- easy 10. So it was a 10 for... Uh, Obviously, Steven, Michael, and Moon Knight are all the same person, but all different people. Did you say Michael? It's Mark. Mark. Oh my god. Right off the Sorry. bat. Incorrect. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> that, that's what you're here to say to me. Pull me out of, out of that rut there. Um, but yeah, so that was crazy. And I also liked um, the... Oh crap, we don't have this up all the support supporting actors and actresses did a phenomenal job as well and i think they were well casted but that's a different category but yeah all the characters had um good building i thought and were intriguing to me so that's why i gave it a 10 all right well for my rating i chose an eight for this uh i like mark specter i liked uh stephen grant mark specter being of course like the dark mercenary with like a very very dark past and then Stephen Grant as the innocent bystander who's really struggling to accept his his hero roles somebody who who starts out as really a nobody and is like oh man I'm supposed to be a hero now like this is all so daunting mm-hmm. um, I, 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 I like those two characters I thought they were super unique um, the the antagonist Harrow on the other hand uh, I thought he was pretty dull oof Pretty, pretty pretty dull uh, altogether. So I'll take two points off for that. Okay. Um, but it, it, we definitely see most uh, MCU villains kind of take on the role of like this, um, like this crazy person, like this maniacal human being. Yeah, we don't really see that with Harrow. He's he's more cold and calculating, and uh, again, just very monotonous. But in a culty kind of way. But he was right. the leader of a cult, so it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I especially like Conchard, too. Um, when you think of gods... Oh, yeah. Definitely. He's an arrogant god. It's exactly who he is, and they 
they de- they definitely introduced him well as that in this show. Uh, yeah, um, at least uh, Kanchu and uh, all the personalities under Moon Knight were very uh, cohesive to comics. So I kind of saw that coming, and I think that they did it well. And uh, the character said the depth that I expected them to have. So pretty cool. They lived up to the the hype, I would say. Okay, so moving on to character development. <laughs> I gave a 10 for this as well. And uh, I it, this is uh, kind of mostly because... Or, there, or this is mostly because the way that Steven... They start with Steven and then Steven kind of develops into Mark and develops into Moon Knight. And that was really... That was done really well. Um... So yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. It was just so complex, unlike anything that we've seen in the MCU yet. So how could it not be anything less than a 10? That's a, that's a very, very fair point. This whole show was extremely complex. You really had to sit through a lot of things and consider a lot of the different dynamics going on. Uh, the biggest dynamic, of course, was the Mark and Steven dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um two personalities in in one person so for character development i gave this a nine uh mark and steven obviously being an extremely significant development starting out as just pure annoyance like you would think of like a college roommate or something like that just very very annoying getting on each other's nerves just not wanting to be around each other having to put up with each other and then seeing that develop into Mutual understanding and a strong bond towards the end of the show. Um, I, I would have also liked to see Khonshu go through a little bit more development. But, of course, he's an arrogant god, so he, he really doesn't have to change that much. Yeah, because he's a, he's he a god and he's all-powerful. He just, he just is who he is. Um, it, however, in my opinion, I would have liked to see him go through a little bit more change. Maybe become nicer? No, 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 no. No, I I, I strongly disagree because I have been exposed to Kanchu in the comics, and uh, I think the voice was great and all that other stuff, but his character kind of is just manipulative like he is in the series, Uh, and I wouldn't... I don't think that it really needs to be more development on his part just because, yeah, he's a god and that's just who he is. I, I wouldn't really, like take down points for that but okay you still score pretty high so you know what i I, i'll change it to a 10 i i I would agree with you on that i'll change it to a 10 you you definitely uh, changed my perspective awesome so that's okay put that one on the books that's a 10 for me as well sweet okay so uh moving on to actors so obvious actor to be discussed is oscar isaac obviously one man playing three uh potential and then then also four for the last episode four different personalities four different personalities yes what do you mean so we have mark yeah steven yeah and then i'm gonna kick myself because the last guy is the driver that's a comic thing so that's only three plus moon knight four no but that's he just changes into a costume. That's not the different person. Uh, okay, so... That's still Mark Spector, uh, and then Stephen Grant. But is it? I it guess is. it is Mark Spector, too. It is, yeah. Because then Stephen Grant is Mr. Knight. They just, and, they, uh, just gain, they just gain power. Like, constantly just gives them power. True, They're still the same person. True. There's only three. 
Yeah. Yeah. But but it I mean you could also could argue that it's uh it's alter ego, so it is a different personality. That's that's also true, yeah. Okay. So wouldn't that be <laughs> so that would be five then, right? The, so five if you if you count uh but I would just count Moon Knight as one, like grouping Mr. Knight and Moon Knight. Mr. N- yeah, yeah, because you do have one. those distinctions of Moon Knight versus Mr. Knight. Yeah. Because it's Steven and Mark. But so you would say that it's just one? I would just say that, you know, Clover, if, you know, just having the abilities is another. Because it, it's, it's still Moon Knight. It's still an alter ego as Moon Knight. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So I think I, I, think I defended that pretty well. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, he did, he did an excellent job, Oscar Isaac, as like very heartfelt, tormenting roles and like breaking down. Like watching the emotion like change from his face, um, the, what they put him through in his past and his history, uh, just great acting. I was kind of hesitant at first for Oscar Isaac a little bit, um, but he definitely stepped up to the plate and took it out of the park because he is in Star Wars and I actually liked him in Star Wars a lot. Um, but he was kind of like <laughs> like the comic relief, it was like in the last Star Wars a little bit. Um, but maybe more like I don't know, dry humor. And uh, but yeah, he did great for Moon Knight. Um, I um, the other thing that's kind of different is like in the comic books, he's uh, like of European descent, and then they ch- changed it to like, well, he's Jewish, but uh, I'm not exactly sure his nationality. But it, it was a little different. I, I kind of like that though. They made it work. It made sense to me. Um, and he kind of, like, also made sense with the Egyptian vibe, if, like, it's not too far to say that, um, you know what I mean? Like, just, that's kind of, it was kind of cool, just kind of made, almost made more sense for the role, so that's why I gave it a 10 out of 10. But really, just, he kind of carried the show, because he had a lot of weight on his acting ability. He, he did, uh, certainly, and my, uh, rating also reflects yours as a 10, um, just to bounce off that, he was purely fantastic. I, there was not a thing wrong with how I, um, Oscar Isaac acted in this, uh, in this show. He was spot on with his roles. The way that he was, that he so expertly switched in between personality, he's, he, he would be like, oh, this whole, oh man, I'm Mark Spector too. I'm Steven Grunt <laughs> was so, so cool. Like and a switch and the eyes rolling back. Yeah, he, he, you know, oh, the eyes rolling awesome. back or, or just like, or just a change of just like standing forward. And Cheers, be like, mate. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so uh, big, big props to Isaac, to, uh, Oscar Isaac for that. Um, I also especially liked Ethan Hawke um, as that this sadistic villain, this cold, cultish villain. Um, he's such a cool actor. He's he's a, he's a great. Um, he has so many yeah, different great cool. roles in movies, and he definitely brought that to the table here, and uh, delivered for for all of us in his in his uh, harrow ways. Yeah, I couldn't put a finger on uh, anything. I don't know if I've seen him in anything else, but I did like him a lot as a villain. And uh, we'll discuss, I'll save some of that for later uh, in the uh, antagonist category. Uh, So moving on to cinematics. So this, I scored a nine. So a big reason for this was the... Sorry, just moving my chair. 
these the sky scene by turning back time with Kanchu and Mr. Knight was just super cool. Like the sky opening up and the star just like shooting by was pretty awesome. Um, also, just like the Egyptian aesthetics that took place were pretty legendary. Um, and then you could also say uh, Kanchu himself as like I thought he, his look was perfect. Uh, very like suiting to uh, comics like his whole look and um, I don't know if there's anything else that I'd really like to add oh the only reason I guess it was maybe a nine was that um, it wasn't totally out of this world um, but again that's not the nature of the series so that was a nine it's a pretty good score it's a really good score for I think for this type of show I think it is as well. I also put a 9 for cinematics. Um, the special mentions I will talk about are, of course, Mark and Steven switching personalities. Although I wouldn't really place that as cinematics more as, like, just acting. But they did kind of have, like, his eyes roll back and, like, white eyes and then, like, a boom, boom. So they kind of <laughs> added that in there with, like, the, yeah. the special effects. Um, which I thought was really cool. You can see, like, when they switch in between personalities. Or, like, the suit coming on to him. The like, suit from coming on to him. I was about to say that, too. Wraps. The mummy wraps, and then just, like, transferring over quick into uh, into Mr. Knight. Mm -hmm. um, like you just said, turning back the night, I also thought that was such a significant cinematic. So cool, the way that the star slowly moved, and then it's just, like, a, a brilliant, like, ribbon going back and forth was... One of the coolest cinematics I've seen in a long time from from Marvel. Yeah, I feel like they really didn't hold back on like what Kanchu was capable of, and it was cool to see those things because I never was exposed to that in comic books. But that was like extra cinematics to me that I didn't expect. Yep, it's cool. Um, I would also talk about the uh, the final god battle between Am uh, between Amit oh, and yeah. Um, yeah. Kanchu. I thought I thought it was just really cool. I, I was like like big monster movies. It's like a Kong. It's like a Kong versus, versus Godzilla. Fight, yeah, Godzilla, yeah. exactly. Just a big um, monster brawl. I've, I've heard a lot of talk from my uh, friends and other peers that they didn't really like that. They kind of thought that was stupid. I would, I would disagree. I thought that the God battle was pretty cool. I, I, I'm always hesitant to like those, but I actually think it was cool at the end, um, and mainly because like the one part which is like super specific, but when Kanchu uses his moon staff to hold down the head of the um what's her name Amit Amit the alligator alligator god lady, lady. <laughs> um but that just kind of like made sense for his weapon and I was like oh, good use of your weapon like that's good cool good use of your weapon yep <laughs> gotta respect that uh the duat as well um I I'm really not that in tune with Egyptian mythology um so I don't really know what the I didn't know what the duat was and I thought that was a pretty good depiction of what it was from its description. Um, oh, like when like, they're on the boat? Like the sea of sand. sand yeah. And then like... Um, oh, how do you spell? The how souls you, falling you, from the sky in that was pretty cool. The souls, yeah, the, soul, yeah the souls uh, falling. Uh, the boat. Uh, Tawet? Ta, ta yeah, Tawet. Ta I'll, I'll say that's her name. I cannot oh, pronounce hippo. most of these names. Oh, the I hippo know god, yeah. uh, Tawet. Um, I liked her boat as well. 
Yeah. And just the CGI. Oh, you can't forget the gods themselves. All of those CGI was so cool. Yeah, that's Especially true. Amit. Like, I, I, I like the alligator. I like the hippo as well with uh, Tawet. Mm-hmm, true. And you can't forget Kanchu. Kanchu was yeah. so cool. The way he just, the like... The floating bird head. I mean, the like... The floating bird head was... With, like, the, oh the spider webs or hair that's, like, in between. Like, ooh. And just, like, Mark Spector... Or, sorry, no. That wasn't Mark Spector. It was Stephen Grant that was going in between his, his building. And then he would just see Kanchu just appear out of thin air. And it was, like, so menacing. Mm-hmm. It, it just gave me chills. It was so cool. Yeah, I think we'll leave that at that for cinematics and move on to plot. Um, so I scored a 10 for plot because it was confusing and misleading in the perfect way. Because the nature of this character and the reason that it's so loved, with almost like a cult following, is because of the multiple personalities and the way that writers are able to kind of mislead the reader or kind of set them on questioning what reality is and that's huge with moon knight and if that was something that i was worried about from the beginning if they did not handle this right it would not be a good moon knight show i would be like totally torn apart so they did that awesome and i I think the way that, that they started was steven first instead of starting with like how um, Mark Spector, like, swore his oath to Kanchu, which is, like, how the beginning starts. They didn't start at the beginning. They didn't start with him getting powers, Mark. They started with innocent Steven. And then they, <laughs> and then they, then they trick you and you get pulled in all these different directions. And obviously, and like, obviously a big one of these was the psych ward with having, uh, Harrow, the villain, being that his... was the most confusing of all. I <laughs> yeah. specifically today... It was, awesome. it was great. When they first did it, it was so cool. I specifically today had to go back and look at like in-depth descriptions of what that section of the show was about and why it was significant and what actually went down. Because at first, I, I, I rewatched it again. I rewatched the episode and tried to figure it out. I yeah. couldn't figure it out. I had to go <laughs> online and read about it, and then it finally made sense to me. Um, but again, like that mystery of what is real mm-hmm. and what isn't is, it really is what makes this show so unique and just the, the Moon Knight, um, saga, the Moon Knight comics itself so unique. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely get big points for that in my opinion. Uh, where this falls short though is specifically the stakes and what the villain is doing. It was very winter soldier-esque with how please elaborate on that because if you if you saw winter soldier the the whole idea of that was the the hell carriers were shooting innocent people that they thought had a probability through a computer would be bad oh i see and they took that same they took that same exact plot point and put it into now Egyptian mythology of oh these people are going to do bad things throughout their life, but they haven't done it yet. Good Marvel connection, Marvel cinematic. And I was connection. I was kind of like wait a minute no 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 that's a Winter Soldier thing. No, I've no, seen no. this before. I've seen this before. That's so that 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 kind of felt like copying. Oof. So I kind of took points off for that. Um, well, I guess to defend that kind of is that I, I can I can agree with you um, with the degree that. Like, yes, it didn't, like, like, it followed that path, 
I, I see the similarities with Winter Soldier, with like the innocent lives being taken, um, like a um, very, I guess, base, basic plot. But the the changing of reality, like that, kind of made it so it was more confusing, and then it kind of also dragged out that narrative of we got to stop Harrow from killing the innocent because then you got thrown into like different realities. But, like, I don't know. Again, it's kind of like you needed that for Moon Knight. And uh, they wanted to throw you in different directions. So the plot that you thought was going to happen actually changed. Yeah. Somebody like Sorcerer Supreme that. And, like, if yeah. you take out an Infinity Stone, you put a bag, whatever. Like, it was it was necessary for, like, the stream of time or whatever. I don't know. Um, that makes any sense but where i think they could have improved on in my opinion if i directed the show where i would have gone with this is again not copying winter soldier and instead saying that okay we're still on the basis of people doing bad things let's control their will and and if they think about doing bad things if that crosses their mind let's immediately punish them for all eternity mm interesting point because then it would still be aligned with the gods it would it would still be in in line with the gods it it wouldn't be like the winter soldier just kill everybody whenever they 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 have a bad thought yeah and instead it would it it would be a little bit of a twist off from that so it wouldn't copy it exactly um so that that's 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 my thoughts on that you're definitely 100 percent correct with the parallel and that like the only difference between the two like those two main plot points is it's just it's technology versus it, Egyptian Egyptian gods yeah and, and speaking of Egyptian gods the plot points of Egyptian gods controlling people not controlling people manifesting themselves in people and walking among us yeah I like that a lot I like mythology I like the idea of the Egyptian gods existing in our world and taking part of our lot in our lives uh, very intriguing. So uh, I also mm-hmm. give points to, to that kind of plot, uh, to that plot point. Um, I think I'm going to lower mine by, I'm going to lower by mine to a nine because I guess, dare I say, like the confusing factor or just that the, the plot point, the stakes didn't seem as high as they should have mm-hmm. with like Harrow killing all the people. Uh, this this comic isn't a very mainstream comic so the confusion aspect is good yeah but it's you should really only apply to that if like the mass people like are invested in this comic already and it's already mainstream this was not already mainstream people really didn't understand what this was at first and they were kind of like oh this seems kind of fun and then it required them to think and like to no, like no, have their no. own reality. No, because that, that's what the plot was. Was you have to figure out like what the reality right. was. No, that's because perfect. that's what everyone's doing. But at the same time, I think that's not what a lot of people wanted to have happened when they watched the show. Because now they have to think about that. I think a lot no, of people. No, no, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you're 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 asking to handicap the hardcore fans, the cult like fans of Moon Knight. To just throw aside their beliefs for the walk-ons, and I do not agree with that. I'm not saying that in my opinion. <laughs> just so I'm, they could understand I'm it. I'm saying that in terms of the the overall ratings, and for like the mass amount of people, I understand that like you want to like touch on 
like the the Marvel cult fans on this, and that's that's fine though. But it's really but just Moon Moon Knight, like like Moon Knight specific fans. Yeah, <laughs> I. But I mean, but, you but still, agree to if you're a mainstream uh, MCU fan and, and you like the uh, uh, all those movies, if they're just dropping another MCU, you're you're obviously gonna watch it. Yeah, that's what I did exactly. I never right. knew Moon Knight existed before this, and I was like, "Oh, this looks very interesting. I will watch this." Mm-hmm. And again, this this whole idea of the confusion and what reality is what reality. It hurt my brain when I watched it. <laughs> that's good. Like, it's supposed to do that. I don't think so. It's just it hurt <laughs> my brain, and I'm like, I just want to have fun watching this show. But they, okay, they did. <laughs> they delivered. <laughs> I think they delivered Moon Knight fully to what it should have been uh, as far as plot. And they did not baby the audience and make it easy for them to understand intentionally and kept true to the character. And they did it that way so that new fans can learn to appreciate why the old fans like them. That's, that's what I would say. Like, look at it in that perspective. Because you alter the character, and then you have two split. But the question is, what percentage of the audience would you actually... You split the audience personality. Hold on, but... <laughs> it's going but, right down the middle. But my question for that is, what percentage of the audience who watches the show will actually do that? And do actually what? want to watch the show... Would actually to, like Moon Knight after if you're, the series? If you're trying to bring in more people to the MCU and keep people on the MCU... I don't think Disney are, really cares. I think this is a crowd pleaser. Do you know how many? Do you know how many um, series they they're making or they're coming out with that are superhero related? I okay okay. I okay. mean, there's a list. Hold so on, come hold on, on, hold on. <laughs> let let me just let me put this out on stone here. For all the new people that don't understand a lot of what MCU is going on, which is a lot of people, probably more than the diehard MCU fans that are already there. Probably, but Disney is not after profits. Like, really? I mean, you don't think so? I think they are. I mean, they. they <laughs> you know what? I, you cor- know what I mean. You Disney know what I mean. Is the corporate mouse? Yes. They are always after profits. That's, you cannot say that. That's true, but they're not going to change a character because, trust me, they, they, if they would have changed it, they would have lost more fans than. And then they they would have babied the audience, and they would have made it super like straightforward as moon knight it wouldn't be moon knight and it would just like oh what was i gonna say got me all flustered (laughs) i think this is a flustered topic um and definitely a very intense topic but oh we i think we should kind of we should kind of move on though last point okay okay it would have just been the (laughs) it would have been the same as other marvel films it would have been another marvel show that's just like all the rest, and nothing would be different. And Moon Knight is supposed to be different. I think I don't think it's. I think it was very different from all other. Yeah, movies. but that's because of like the mind twisting that occurs during the series, and the deception. All right, I, I think we spent a lot of time <laughs> on this topic. Let us know your comments about what you think regarding that topic of. Was it the right approach to confuse the fans, or should yeah. they have gone more mainstream for the for the new fans? Tell us your opinion in the comments. 
on our Instagram, NerdNook2022, and let's move on to the next category. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was, yeah, it was long, but it was important to discuss that. It was, so, yes. So, um, I put a five for action. Uh, I'm going to try to keep these brief, so we try to stay in the time period, time frame. Um, I just kind of wanted to see, like, more Moon Knight fights. Uh, I liked in the beginning how they had, like, the trippiness of, like, um, Stephen Grant just having the, the scarab and, like, bloody hands and all the bodies around him. Like, that was cool. Um, but, like, later on in the series, I still wanted to see, like, cooler fight scenes with Moon Knight. And I don't really think that they're either choreographed well or something. Like, with the, with the moon um, discs and stuff like that. Like, he, there definitely could have been done more with like the array of weapons that moon knight has at at his disposal yeah Mm -hmm. he don't he only has like the the like the the moon knives right he's he he can do a lot so he's got he's got the the sticks too uh oh okay um but yeah i mean he could i don't know or just like maybe just like cooler brawls with moon knight in the suit just like bare fists and bloodied maybe because he's she's supposed to be a little darker he's supposed to be edgy uh, okay so that, that's why i gave it a five so i gave this a six a little bit higher than you um i i i can definitely attest i definitely agree with what you're saying um for for the action scenes that we witnessed in this they weren't really very significant it was mostly just like a like just a lot of punching and occasionally, like Moon Knight bringing out like his 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 Moon Knives and like chucking it at people and like hitting people. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, nothing really flashy, nothing really of significant out of these action scenes. The 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 car chase scenes that we did see, there were a couple car ta- uh, car chase scenes, especially the beginning with like the ice cream truck. I thought that was really cool. And yeah. and again, like what you said, him flashing out and then flashing back yeah, in and yeah. he's driving the car backwards. I that thought was that was really awesome. neat. I thought that was such a cool action scene. So that, I do give it props for that. And that's a hat tip to Cinematics as well. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Um, I, I guess like uh, last thought would be that like, or like specific action that I wanted to see, like maybe just him like beating up some thugs in like an alleyway, like not related to the main plot, but we might see that later. Or, like, him breaking out of an insane asylum and, like, getting getting the white suit bloodied. Like, there's, like, just... Or maybe brass knuckles, which he does have in some of the comics, would be cool. But didn't see any of that, so... But yeah. it's because it's Stephen Grant, because he's just starting out and he's the innocent guy and he's, he doesn't yeah. want to hurt people. Yeah, we could... Not we, much. Well, well it's Steve, or Mark. Oh, Mark? Are you kidding me? Mark wants to... Exactly. Mark doesn't give a crap. He'll murder everybody. That's what I'm saying, but we didn't yeah. see that. So, oh, you're saying so you're saying on the ceremonial garb. You, you you said the suit. Oh, I I meant the You meant the ceremonial garb, like the oh, like the, the yeah. Like the, the mummy the mummy, mummy suit. version. Okay. I thought suit. you meant like the actual suit. Like I would say that's like the original suit. Yeah, and then the other suit is Mr. Knight. Mr. Knight's. I yeah. that's what I was talking about there. He didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that was con- maybe confusing, but thank you for clarifying. Um, so background in, in lore, so I don't really know enough to speak on this, um, particularly, because I'm just, like, not that brushed up on uh, Egyptian mythology. It seemed really cool and interesting as a viewer, just, like, as a, and it's 
Um, I also heard that there's a lot of the stuff they did in it was accurate um, by um, either writer or somebody that was involved said that. Uh, I don't know who, but yeah, that they're like, you'll learn stuff about Egyptian mythology by watching the show. Uh, I didn't really learn anything, maybe, but maybe like I guess about the afterlife probably the most was interesting but i can't really speak on like validating that so uh i don't know just put it in the middle and say five a five okay that's safe um me on the other hand i would rank this a little bit higher uh i do know a lot about not a lot i would say i know a fair bit about myth uh egyptian mythology just mythology in general really intrigues me and i like how they brought that in uh to this series uh, of course, the Mark and the Steven uh, DID from the comics, they 100% nailed. Like, there, there's no yeah. doubt about that. They, they were spot on with that. So, big, uh, big hat tip to that. I will say, in regards to the Egyptian mythology, we did see, like, oh, I'm the avatar of Osiris, and I'm, like, the avatar of Ra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were just the people, though. There wasn't, like, I would have liked to yeah. see the actual gods. I that would have been so cool. Because like Ra is like the huge like sun god, or like, like when they died, everybody. they could have showed they could have showed their spirits leaving. They and mentioned them they or mentioned something. Osiris in the land of the dead, and he's like one of the guys that's associated with the land of the dead. I thought they would have shown him, but they didn't. Um, so that that was a little bit missing there. So that's why I rank it a little bit lower as a seven. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay, costumes. I ranked a nine. So the big point of uh, costumes being a nine was obviously moon knight's costume um oh here we go so also um the the actress that plays layla her costume was cool at the end the final episode as well i agree so definitely have to shout out to that the uh the wings the golden wings it was very wonder woman-esque but it was still Egyptian, so... I will say, I liked her costume better than Moon Knight. Ooh. And she's... I feel like she had more of an arsenal than Moon Knight did. Probably. I mean, she, so. like, had two knives, like, when she just, like, turned over like She that. had friggin' wings. Yeah, and wings. I mean, Moon Knight she didn't, didn't really have a cool use, cape, Well, I though. guess there were... Yeah. It was really, like, Wonder Woman, because it was, like, bulletproof yeah. and the wrists things. Um, but the one major point that I wanted to say about, um the look of Moon Knight is that Kevin Feige suggested was the director or very involved in the MCU or pretty much the head of the MCU, honestly. Um, it was his idea to do the mummy look. That was his thing. And they did it. And I thought it was pretty cool. Um, could they, could they do more comic book related Moon Knight adaptations later? Sure. Will they? I don't know. Cause they would be cool too. Like with the, with the black, uh, fa- like more black in there, black face, and like kind of more accents of simplistic, very simplistic, like just solid white and black. But it was still pretty cool um, for originality and all that good stuff. Yeah, and so, and obviously the Egyptian gods can't can't knock yeah, that and can't you. Yeah. My rating for costumes was an eight. I agree. Moon Knight had such an awesome costume. I liked the mu- I liked the mummy. I liked the glowing eyes too. Especially yeah, like the glowing, the glowing eyes. The glowing eyes was, was really cool. cool. Um, and we didn't see that in Layla. Layla was just it was just her face, True. which was very unique. It was uh, very different between the two. 
Um, again, Layla's costume, like I mentioned, really cool. I wouldn't even say it's better than Moon Knight's, in my opinion. Interesting. Very, like, like golden and yeah, glittery. Like golden. And that's definitely more, like, Egyptian-esque, like, in terms of, like, ceremonial garb or, than it is, yeah. like, Moon Knight's. True. Uh, Moon Knight was just, like, the, uh, was just, like, the mummy, yeah. basically. Um, not saying that that is an Egyptian, because that 100% is part of the tradition. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of, like, royal, like, god wardrobe, I think Layla's costume definitely was more godlike. Well, she was supposed to be. Yeah, she, it was, made yeah, sense. she was supposed to be. Um, m- most of the regular, like, enemies and henchmen, they looked like Tomb Raiders. Yeah. Which fit very well for this, um, especially when they were going to Ahmed's tomb. They, they literally looked like Tomb Raiders. I, I, I very much got... A um, Indiana Jones vibe. I did too. Yes, I did. <laughs> and I, I loved it. I was like, ooh, kind of bringing in Indiana Jones vibes to the MZU. Like yeah. two two good movies or uh, you know movie themes in one. That was nice. Um, I would say that Harrow's garb was very mediocre. He looked like he just woke up from a sick day and <laughs> just put on some robes in the morning and just yeah. walked out. He just had robes on. That was pretty much it. So Harrow, Very, very mediocre. Or Harrow could have maybe got... It would have made sense if Harrow's costume got better once he released Ahmed. Yeah, he was, he was Ahmed's sense. avatar. Yeah. Like he could have changed into... Really Everybody cool else clothes. changed. And then he, he gets uh, Ahmed and his, his cane just turns into half of an axe. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, some of his followers, some of sure. uh, Harrow's followers, they just looked like normal suburbians. Yeah. And that was just kind of like, oh, and that was very bad. lackluster. Oh. But, yeah. Moving on from costumes, <laughs> what we have next? Comedy. Comedy. Uh, I put a six for comedy. Uh, the Mr. Knight calm the f down line <laughs> that one was funny um to me at least maybe not to everybody but i thought that was funny and i definitely got deadpool vibes and i've seen a lot of uh stuff on social media that other people saw that too um calling him vanilla deadpool vanilla and stuff deadpool, like yeah. that um but there was other things that were funny too um just like like talking with Layla, I think you'll probably have better examples than me. I think, no, ooh, no, okay. Just <laughs> Let the you, take I over. don't. <laughs> uh, I rated this a seven. It. There was not a lot of funny banter that I saw, and all of the funny banter just came from Steven. and that yeah. was just kind of with his character. Um, so he's just kind of like, "Oh, I'm Steven. <laughs> I need to punch people now. Oh my god, I can't." And that was kind of funny. Um, Contra just being a prick was also very funny. <laughs> he was just like, he's like, you let the idiot back in. <laughs> I oh, thought that's it was a really hilarious. good Contra voice. Oh my gosh! Like, wow. like, like when when Steven was in the truck, he's like, "What is the idiot doing back here?" And I laughed so hard when he said that. Uh, yeah, um, that was cool. Yeah, sorry um, if I raised my voice for all of you listening, but I had to try to nail that. That was a great Contra voice. You. Don't apologize for okay. that. Um, there was a scene that happened in what your favorite part, what the, uh, when he's in the psych ward and Harrow was the therapist that he I think it was like towards the end. It was maybe like episode six or something when he's kind of like figuring it out and he, and he says, and Marker Stevens says something to him that was funny and I wish I remembered it, 
And I can't remember the line. I think it was like when his shoes were bleeding and he was walking around. There was like blood. And he's like, yeah. you see that? And he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, that's not normal. Yeah, it was probably that's what it was. I was like, okay, yeah, that was just yeah, super subtle. Um, and then, no, and then uh, Harold looked at his feet. He's like, why am I bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> But you you scored this a seven, which is pretty high, and I had a six. Uh, yeah, again because from the banter that was said, it was it. I, I thought it was very well. Do- I, I thought it well, not very well done. I would probably rank it higher. Um, well, with a lot of my rankings, I don't really do it based off of quantity. I do it off of quality whenever it's presented. Uh, um, again, most of it was just like Stephen. Being, being British, and that was I. I just, so you just yeah. think British people are funny? No, it's just Naturally. like no, it's just the it's just the way it's just the way he talks. Um, I, most people think British are funny yeah, I, when they talk. I mean, I know what I'm you mean. Alone. I'm just pulling your leg. Yeah. All right, <laughs> on to drama slash character beliefs. So, uh, obviously, um, childhood trauma. Hello. Significant. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, one of the uh, probably uh, worst parents in the MCU that we've seen thus far is uh, Mark Spector's mother um, oh God. committing child abuse to her own son. So, I, yeah. I, I, I really didn't. And this kind of mental like, scarring because she blamed everything on him. So I'm going to be died. honest. When I saw that scene, I kind of paused and then skipped like 10 seconds. No! They didn't was, show anything. I I know they didn't show anything like be, like I, they obviously wouldn't do that. Just like the verbal abuse, I didn't like watching that, and I was just kind of like, let me skip ahead like ten seconds. Yeah, obviously <laughs> I knew what happened, so right. I didn't really I not, I didn't miss anything. Like I, <laughs> but you don't you don't need to see that. That's what keeps you you. That's what keeps you the analyst. I, yeah, <laughs> I I was just I, I just couldn't take it. I was like, this is just awful. I don't want to watch this part. So I kind of just like skipped ahead ten seconds. But yeah, the the torment that the character went through, uh, that Mark went through, that made that led him to his split personalities, was huge. Him breaking down at his mother's funeral as well. That was another like it, key just, drama point. It's the fact that. As a as a mother, the fact that you would even think of doing that to your son is boggling, and yeah. it sickened me. And I didn't like watching that. Well, that's good. Like, it, sh- it should sicken you. Yeah, it should sicken me. But I guess most people could stomach that more than I could. But I, I think it was justified. I yeah yeah. But uh, what was your score? I also scored a 10. Uh, this show, mental health was at the forefront of mm-hmm. the entirety of the show. Uh, coming to terms with who Steven was and who Mark was. Trying to figure out who was the actual person. Like, who who the actual original person was. That's what I was right. thinking. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not sure how... <sighs> I'm not sure how um, multiple identity disorder works. Or, wait... No, di- was it dissociative or multiple? I think it's multiple. Um, because there's. I feel three. like it could be either one. So MID or DID. I'm not sure how that works, but I, I think in my mind, there's like the original person, and then they like split off into another, and like yeah. they create another. Which I mean, that's what happened. That's literally what happened. He, cr- he created another person to help him cope. Yeah. So there was an original person, and originally before I knew that. 
I kind of had that in the in the back of my mind. I was like, okay, there's obviously one of them is the real person. Yeah, like and, clo- like cloning. Yeah, yeah, like cloning. <laughs> like they didn't just. <laughs> Again, I don't know how this mental disorder works. Um, so I quote me if I'm wrong about this, but I always thought that it was just like there's a one person uh, per mind. And I and, don't know if it was. Uh, we're not um, psychologists, so disclaimer no. there. Yeah, um, exactly. No. But yeah, that's that's what I said. Like, please tell me if I'm wrong in the comments. Like, I, I, yeah. yeah, I probably am. Like, I don't know much about it. I, I did take this is really reaching out there, but I did take a psychology class like way back when. Okay. And uh, one of my psychology teachers said that like she knew someone that had I think it was multiple personality dis- disorder, and she went to visit them, and uh, like she would just switch. Like she would switch between the two. And that's kind of how she described it. And, like, one was kind of actually, I guess, meaner, to mm. put it bluntly, and then the, then the other one. And she also, I think she had a daughter, too, so that kind of complicated things. But, uh, yeah, it's a serious disease, and it's, like... Uh, yeah, it's 100% yeah, serious. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and, the, and the fact that they bring this topic up at all, like, shows that, like, Marvel really is just trying to reach out to the audience and say, this is, you need to be aware of this, this mental health crisis, like... Right. It's very prevalent today. True. Um, between these characters, like, the the drama that goes on in between trying to cope with each other, trying to trying to live with each other, trying to live their lives. You could say the drama of um, their marriage. Exactly. Yeah. Which is kind of like a very undertoned, easily to be forgotten, but it's actually pretty big. It's uh, of, in, of involved throughout the series. Because, you know... Steven discovers it, and then, you know, they kind of discuss it during the middle, and then at the end, um, I don't know, they kind of get back together, I guess. Um, I, I will also, uh, say that the, the fact that it developed so significantly towards the end when they were in the duot, that when Mark lost Steven, he went back for him. Oh, Yeah. And that was that 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 was so heart heartfelt for me, like so heartwarming. And part of me was like, yeah, that was yeah. Part part I of agree. yeah, part of me was like, okay, but like, if he created him in the first place to cope with the problem, I feel like he kind of solved the problem, and he did go back to he was his like best, at peace with himself. I feel like he was at peace, and they did say that when he was in the field of reeds, right. Um, he he was at peace. There was no more voices, and then, mm-hmm. what? Well, I feel like that's almost kind of like a degradation, like going back to like a coping mechanism. But again, right. to him, true to him, Stephen Grant was a real person, mm-hmm. and he couldn't he couldn't allow that person to die. He couldn't be his... himself without Stephen. Mark couldn't live without Stephen because he was a part of them. And that that really raises the question: Like, is DID is MID really a bad thing? Is it just like part of who a person is, or is it actually an illness? Um, like, I think some people yeah. would classify that. I have no idea. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> um, but that just raises a really good topic, and especially in this show, uh, when he did that, he went back for Steven. That was very, uh, very heartwarming. Um, yes. One other major topic we see is the bondage between uh, uh, maybe bondage isn't the right word. <laughs> it was, I was like, the, where are you um, going with this? The the okay. torment that Kanshu <laughs> and on his on, 
<laughs> the bondage conscious. Let me rephrase that. Okay, let me rephrase that. The the hold that Kanchu has over his avatars completely different from all the other Egyptian gods. They they they're very mutual with their avatars. They respect Kanchu just tortures his avatars. Yeah. And seeing that and then seeing Harrow escape from that and then wanting revenge is so significant throughout the show. Mm-hmm. And we see that with Steve with uh with Steven and Mark. Kanchu's just berating them all the time, saying, You need to do what I say. Um, because I saved your life, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so extremely significant. Again, what you said about the mental asylum, I'll also bring up. Um, made, made you really think it was very dramatic. Like, what is real? Yeah. W- what is the real thing? Because when when they went into the asylum with Doctor Harrow, I kind of went to. Okay. Are you even a real so, doctor? <laughs> are you even a real doctor? <laughs> In my mind, I was like, oh, my God, that was all in his head. That was a fiction. Mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that. And then, obviously, later on, the next episode, to wrap up, they were like, yeah, no, this isn't real. And the reality is that the Egyptian gods have walked among us. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're going back to that now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that, that definitely was a, was a roller coaster in terms of drama. Solid points there. Ooh, we have a stark differences on our next category oh and score yep. here. Antagonist quality. So I probably should put this down. <laughs> I put I put a ten for this. I don't want it to be a ten. Um. Oof. I'm gonna say a seven. So why is it a seven? I I, I did like Harrow's intro. Harrow's intro was why I had it so high. It definitely is, does not deserve a 10, but his intro was a 10. If it was just his intro alone. With the glass. With the, the glass and the shoes. Was, oh, God. Which was, like, uh, grittingly epic and, I don't know, humbling, uh, like, disciple-esque, like, just wild intro and and the way that he was uh like you you can almost believe his cause that you almost could believe that his cause was good uh if you if the writer of a story or the movie or whatever can make you believe that the villain actually has a point and actually could be good then that's that's i think pretty important and then later you kind of figure out the um, corruption in their plan and uh, the flaws with it. Uh, so that was why it was high. Um, yeah, he could have got cooler, like, suit or something when he was the Avatar. Um, and I don't know. And then I always feel like I'm the one who says, what are the outlier villains? And you could say the outlier villain is um, Kanchu, maybe? Um... I would say Kanchu was just because, using Mark as a means yeah, to ends. Because he manipulates Mark and and that's, you know, just kinda happens all the time. Like not even in the series, like also in the books. Like I would actually say I would disagree with that. I think the side villain was Amit. Well or yeah, or Amit is yeah. the villain and we don't see what, Amit would, until would the she end. Would she actually be the main villain though? Because she, she, manipula- she manipulated Harrow. 
That's a good question. Or she was involved yeah. with Harrow. She could have manipulated Harrow. There's that's nothing true. saying that that's not true. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she could be the main villain, uh, and she has obviously has that main brawl at the end as yep. well. But yeah, so that's I'll, I'll leave it at that and uh, send it over to the analyst. I scored a little bit lower than that as a four. Uh, like I said earlier about Harrow, he was just a very stale cult leader. Um, was just very relaxed all the time, and which is very a stark difference between the MCU villains we've seen. They're always like uptight, unhinged, just always, always dangerous. Like you mean like killing their own people because they're just so annoyed. I see that all the time. Not with that with Harrow. He was just very relaxed. He's like ah utopia, yes, and like oh, he's like yeah. there's no way I'm wrong, and um, the the fact that the definition of an antagonist is that they go against the protagonist. A lot of the time, when I watched Harrow and his interactions with Mark, he tried to befriend Mark so many times he and tried, just didn't care. He tried to convert Mark. He tried to convert Mark. And again, you can say, Which okay, that's different. very... That's antagonistic. That's that's a highly intelligent villain. <sighs> the, the best that doesn't fight... Seem very, that doesn't seem hold very on, antagonistic. Hold on. The the the, be- the best fight is the one that you don't have to fight at all. If he could if he can make Mark on his side without having to fight him, that just shows how intelligent of a villain he is. Sorry, that's all I, I just wanted to say that. Uh, just in my opinion, an antagonist is someone who goes against the protagonist. I just didn't see Harrow go against Mark too much. So I didn't really think fair. he filled that I definition mean, too well. They can't really go toe to toe. I mean, they could have, I guess. And once he had like the axe staff, I didn't. But maybe. I, I didn't see him try to they at least did at stop Mark. Again, he did shoot him, and he did. So shoot him. that was pretty yeah. significant. And he killed him. He actually did die for a little bit. He was dead for a little bit. Uh, but just in general, he was very relaxed, yeah. not just stale like. That's a, just how like, con- he's control like a, he was. He's like a piece of. He's like one of those piece of loafer <laughs> breads at church. Just very stale. You put it in your mouth, and you're like. Huh? This does taste like nothing. It just dissolves in my mouth. It's exactly who he is. As wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Just right. ripped apart. All right, we'll move on from there. That yeah, was a we'll good. We'll leave point that at that. Um, so he's just flavorless, I guess. He's just a flavorless. Yeah, he's flavorless. Gun. Yeah. All right. Um. So music slash score. So, uh, if you didn't notice, in the beginning of this, this episode, we did a little tribute to one of the main, well, I'd say most memorable song, maybe, to the public. It actually went viral on TikTok, or so the, uh, the younger generation says. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, it's just been used for, because people liked it, it was well received. Um, not that that really affected my score. I liked it personally before I knew that. And also the other, even like the instrumental, like the Egyptian sounding soundtrack was refreshing to me and different. Um, and also made sense with the story. Um, yeah, I, I caught myself actually listening to Moon Knight podcast on Spotify or um, playlist on Spotify a couple times, like at least three times probably. Um so yeah, I definitely would give it a ten. Uh, the the songs are addicting. 
Uh, I would say as addicting as Loki. Okay. Yeah. It's a pretty strong perspective there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, on the other hand, was a lot lower. I scored this as a three. I don't remember most of the music. Ouch. None of it stood out to me. Ooh. In the theme song, again, that we played, the uh, Lonely is a Man Without Love. Yes. I thought was so annoying. No! They, they kept playing... <laughs> And every time they played it, my brain just went, ah! <laughs> like, I couldn't listen to it. Oh. I, but put that aside, there's still other good ones. I, I can't remember them. I don't, they weren't memorable. Hold, Are you about to pull up on. some songs? <laughs> All right, it's about to pull up some songs, everybody. Actually, Bear I, with uh, us for a second. I feel like most of it was just like regular action music. Okay, okay. I, I mean, that does come ring on. A bell. Um, that was pretty epic. Okay. Hold on. We only can play like 10 seconds of this without copyright issues. You don't, <laughs> but you get you the don't need to. You, I'll raise this to a five. How about that? How about that? Raise it to a five. Those five points off oh. because of that. Oh, day, day and night. That song as well. Okay, day and night. Yeah, yeah. I, come on. I do like day and night. Okay, okay. So come on. Right, I'll raise it to a five. <laughs> okay. Compromise. I, I'll 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 settle. I think it should be higher than a five, but I'll I'll settle for that. I'll okay. At least you raise it a little bit. I just I just couldn't take that main song though. I couldn't do it. That's I'm sad for you that you couldn't appreciate that. <laughs> I feel sorry for you, but it's okay. I mean, it, it, everybody's got their own opinion. It's cool. Um, so, uh, do you want to end us off with some final thoughts? Absolutely. Yeah. We have a special topic, of course, mental, uh, illness awareness from the MCU. We don't even just see that in Moon Knight, although that was very significant in this show. Mm -hmm. We see this in Wanda. We see this w with Wanda again, with her, uh, multiple personality disorder with this, which Scarlet was Witch, last episode. If you haven't was, listened to it, yes. listen to it, tune in. Yes. Tune, tune into the multi, uh, verse of madness, which was our last episode. You'll see exactly what we talk about. Wanda. Maximoff mm -hmm. splits her personality off into the Scarlet Witch and becomes completely unhinged. Yes. So there again is an example of DID. Um, of course, we have Moon Knight, the major DID of all, probably most of the MCU. Mm -hmm. uh, we also see a, 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 a minor mention, Tony Stark with his PTSD on the Battle of Manhattan. We see that we see that a couple times where he kind of like has panic attacks. Oh yeah. Or, or even in Iron Man 3 as yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I'm mentioning. In uh, Iron Man 3, he has his PTSD, panic attack, um, all very real illnesses. Most, I mean, most of these characters have stuff they needed to cope with. Mm -hmm. um, so coping with all that stuff can create these mental disorders um, and illnesses we see. And that's just something really great that Marvel has brought up. Um, we also have one... More speculation that's is regarding the end credit scene. We see Harrow has been flipped as the the psych ward patient and he's taken out by not ta he's ta he's physically <laughs> taken out of the building by a ver by an unknown he person. Him out. By but by, by an unknown person when he's put into a car and we see Conchu there. Which is very, very interesting. And he's all like, pimped okay, out. Well, what's he? What's he gonna oh, do? Yeah. Conchu's pimped out. We're like, all right, what's he gonna do? What's he gonna do? And he <laughs> says, and, and he says, you think I need a new avatar? Well, I don't. I still have Mark here. 
But now it's a different personality that he has. It's his third personality, which is, I believe, is it's Jack... Jake Lockley. Yeah. Jake Lockley is now the third non-Moon Knight personality besides Mark Spector and um, We were Stephen alluded Grant. to that a little bit earlier. We are alluded to that. And this raises the question, how many more personalities does Mark have? And this was just a thought that came to me. Is Kanju manipulating Mark to create these new personalities? Ooh, to make sure like that, that he doesn't need a new avatar? Yeah, just keep further splitting him. Just keep further yeah. splitting him. Interesting. And if he's such a good combatant, why would you? And you keep bringing him back to life, even if he does fail, why bother changing your avatar? Exactly. Yep. Interesting. Hopefully we get to see more of Jake Lockley in uh, Season 2 yeah. of Moon Knight. Um, was that pretty much what you had to say? That is pretty much all I had to say. Do you have anything else to say about um, this? Just like referring to the um, like PTSD and uh, DID. Um, if you... Just like to the listeners, there's no shame in seeking out mental health um, or... A counselor doesn't matter your gender your age or your race or anything if you feel like you need help go seek out help people will help you um and you know most often there's also people in your friend group that could probably help out too yeah um nobody nobody wants to see you um or have you feel down everybody usually people want to help so uh don't feel feel free to feel free to reach out don't feel isolated um, and use services that are available to you because uh, we care about our audience and uh, want you guys to be safe. And uh, this is a great show uh, all together. So thanks thanks for listening. And on a higher note, uh, I would highly recommend this. I would say that this is this is crack. Um, and Moon Knight is crack. I would crack. say this is crack as well. Uh, and I'd like to see him in the future. I wouldn't say there are that there are any crack or cracked characters, though, I'll mention. But as a whole, this show is yeah. very good. And we all we highly recommend you watch this show. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time, I'm Doc Cinema. And I am The Analyst. Have a good one.